You're listening to the Veritas Daily Podcast, a short daily podcast that answers the questions you're asking with the hope that it would help you believe Jesus is more. Here's Austin Connor. Okay, I'm doing it. I'm opening the can of worms because you want it opened. What's true, election or free will? If I had to say what the number one question college students have asked me over the years, this is it. If you're unfamiliar with these terms or even this question, let me quickly explain. When people typically talk about election, they're referring to the fact that God chooses people apart from their ability or consent. They'll pull out verses like John 6.44 to support this claim. Here, Jesus says, No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him. So God elects or chooses people. On the other side, free will is the belief that people actually have a meaningful choice to follow God or not. They have the ability to choose him or not. The Old Testament book of Joshua, chapter 24, verse 15, seems to support this view. Joshua presents the people of Israel with a choice. Choose this day who you will serve. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. The fact that Joshua gives Israel a choice proves that they can say yes or no to follow God. So who's right? Is election true or is free will true? This ancient question has been alive and well for hundreds and hundreds of years. Moreover, the reason students ask these questions, it varies. Some people just ask this question to start a debate for debate's sake. But in my experience, most of you, you have other questions below the surface. Maybe you're wondering if your choices really matter. Maybe you're concerned about friends or family members who aren't Christians. If God has elected some people to believe, is there any hope for them? Moreover, everybody approaches this question a little differently. Or to say it differently, we all have a set of glasses on that we view this question through. And there are a lot of different prescriptions. Some of us see this through the lens of what our church told us growing up. Some of us see this through the lens of a blog post or a podcast. Some of us see it through the experience that we've had with others. I'm not going to be so foolish to think that I can solve the mysteries of this question or interact with all of the questions beneath this one in a 10-minute podcast episode. However, what I want to do is make two observations that I think will help us uh, process and reflect on this question biblically. In other words, I want us to see this question through the lens of Scripture, because ultimately, the Bible is what gets the final word. So first, here's what we need to know. The Bible teaches free will and election. One of my seminary professors used to say, beware of the false choice. Did you notice the false choice that question presents? Election versus free will, election or free will? That assumes one has to be right and one has to be wrong. But the Bible clearly teaches both. And sometimes we see both in the very same passage. Two examples, one from the Old Testament and from the New Testament. First, Old Testament, Leviticus chapter 20, verses 7 and 8. Consecrate yourselves and be holy, because I am the Lord, your God. Keep my decrees and follow them. I am the Lord who makes you holy. Notice, God tells Israel to be holy. In other words, to live a set-apart life that is different from the nations and peoples around them. It's the people's responsibility to choose to be holy. They were held accountable for their choices. The freedom of the people is presupposed here. But also, notice that God is the very same time. It's clear that he is the one who is making the people holy. 
He is sovereign and in control over our moral and spiritual choices. And so we might say that God elected Israel to be holy. So it's both. The New Testament verse, Acts chapter 4, 27 and 28. Indeed, Herod and Pontius Pilate met together with the Gentiles and the people of Israel in this city to conspire against your holy servant, Jesus, whom you anointed. They did what your power and will had decided beforehand should happen. Look, there was plenty of guilt to go around in the death of Jesus. King Herod, Pontius Pilate, the people in Jerusalem who shouted to crucify him, all of them were responsible, culpable agents who made free choices to do the things they did to Jesus. And at the very same time, we see that they did what God decided beforehand should happen. In other words, God elected or chose these events to happen. You see, there are times when the Bible makes logical sense to us, but there are other times when it doesn't. For example, the Trinity. That's the doctrine that says God is one being and yet three distinct persons, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Not either or, both and. Or how about this one? Let's take Jesus. He is 100% human and simultaneously 100% God, not either or, both and. Admittedly, these are a mystery, but it's at these times we have to acknowledge that logic is not the final arbiter of truth. God is. So beware the false choice. The Bible teaches election and free will. But we need to take a step further. You see, the Bible never talks about election and free will as an end in itself. Rather, and this is our second point, God has a purpose behind them. Imagine if a group of trapped cave explorers, they chose one of their number to squeeze through a narrow flooded passage to get out to the surface and call for help. The point of that choice is not so that she alone gets saved, but that she's able to bring help and equipment to make sure that the rest of their group gets rescued. Election, in this example, is an instrumental choice of the one for the sake of many. And this is the dynamic we see throughout the Bible. I think Old Testament scholar Christopher Wright, he sums it up best when he says, election leads to ethics to further the mission. Those three terms, election, ethics, and mission, are really helpful. In other words, God elects people and commands them to live their lives in a certain way with the purpose of blessing the lives of more and more people. The person or persons God gives those commands to, they can choose to obey them or not. Let me show you one example from scripture of the things we're talking about here. It concerns Abraham in Genesis chapter 18, verse 19. For I have chosen him, that's Abraham, that he may command his children and his household after him to keep the way of the Lord by doing righteousness and justice so that the Lord may bring to Abraham what he has promised to him. So let's notice these three elements in this verse. First, election. Abraham is chosen by God, says that right up front. To do what? Well, this is where the ethics come in. Abraham is to command his household after him, so his kids and his grandkids, they have to keep the way of the Lord by doing righteousness and justice. In other words, Abraham is told by God that Abraham has to raise up and teach his family how to keep the way of the Lord, how to live a life characterized by righteousness and justice. It's at this very point that Abraham and his family, they have a free choice. They have free will to do it or not. It's up to them. Last one, a mission. Why did God choose Abraham? What's gonna happen when he makes a free choice to command his children to do righteousness and justice? Well, the end of that verse says, 
so that the Lord may bring to Abraham what he has promised him. That's a reference to Genesis 12, where God promised Abraham that he and his family would be the means by which God would bless the entire world. Genesis 12, 3, I will bless those who bless you, Abram, and him who dishonors you, I will curse. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. You see, God is interested in blessing his world that has been infected with sin. He's interested in pushing back the effects of human rebellion and spreading his kingdom of love and justice and mercy to every corner, to every nation and to every human heart. God has a purpose behind election and free will. God's election of Abraham, it's intended to produce a community who are taught and committed to ethical reflection of God's character. And the result of such a community actually existing is going to be the fulfillment of God's mission of blessing to the nations. So ethics, I'm sorry, election leads to ethics to further the mission. As we wrap up this episode, does this answer all your questions? My guess is no. Uh, But I hope that as you continue to think and wrestle with these doctrines, you begin to see them through the biblical lenses rather than culturally crafted ones. You see, the Bible teaches election and free will, not one or the other. And God has a bigger purpose for election and free will. They're grounded in his bigger story of blessing and redemption. God has elected a people to make a free choice to love and serve and bless the people around him, around them, so that his mission can continue. And you know what? You and I are in that very story. That means that God is using us to be people who can make a significant and even eternal impact in the lives of others. So do you have friends who don't believe? Are there family members who want nothing to do with Jesus? Are you worried about them? Good, because you should be. Is there any hope for them to change? The answer is a resounding yes. You see, Jesus is in the business of changing lives. He is moving more and more people to believe that he is more. Who knows? Maybe your prayers for people who don't know Jesus are the means by which God has elected them and will bring them into his kingdom. Who knows? Maybe your acts of love and service and kindness towards them will be the thing that softens their heart and moves them to believe in Jesus. At the end of the day, I'm not sure whom God has chosen and hasn't chosen. That, that's above my job description. But what I do know is that he is eager and he's willing to save everyone. And so together, let's have the confidence and the faith to live out of who God has made us to be, a chosen people who now have access to God's kingdom through the death and the resurrection of Jesus on mission to spread his kingdom of love, justice, and mercy. Thanks for listening to the Veritas Daily Podcast. If you liked it, take a minute to give us a good rating so that more people can find this podcast. If you know of somebody who you think would benefit from hearing it, please share it with them. Thanks for listening. We'll see you tomorrow.